Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. Do you wake up feeling like your best days have passed you by? Omega-3s are essential to the health of your body and cells. Scientists say an imbalance in the omega-3-6 ratio is a major cause of many illnesses. You need testing to know how healthy your cells are. Without testing, you're only guessing. Test yourself at home and start feeling better today. Find out how by calling Rick Kroll at 305-933-4219. Welcome to the Home Business Success Show. Join us as we speak to home business entrepreneurs for tips, tricks, do's, and even don'ts for running a successful home business. Greetings and welcome to the Home Business Success Show. I'm your host, Hank Eater, also known as Hank the PR Guy, and you're listening here on bizradio.us, all entrepreneurs, all the time. In a moment, I'll welcome today's guest, but first, my two-cent marketing minute. Have you ever made a mistake that angered one of your clients? I'd be surprised if you never have. Here's the secret. Remain calm. Don't let emotions rule the discussion. And don't make excuses. Take responsibility for your mistake and be willing to make it right for your client. What can you do to smooth out the situation? A great discount on their next order or a free replacement? The important thing is that you let your customer know that you think they're right and that you value the relationship and would like to mend the rift. With that said, today's guest, Cameron Atlas, delivers experiential keynotes, blending live music on stage with insights on high performance, leadership, creativity, and innovation. His unique approach transforms audiences and empowers them to become more than they ever thought was possible. With more than 300 songs written about topics including purpose, resilience, courage, and overcoming adversity, Cameron's music has been heard millions of times across 195 countries and is performed live by Cameron on a grand piano and acoustic guitar during his keynotes. When he's not on stage, Cameron enjoys privately coaching founders, executives, and family offices, helping them build high-performing teams. He's also a National Geographic Explorer, speaker resource for YPO, TEDx speaker, and a proud uncle to four remarkable kids. Welcome to the show, Cameron. Hank, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, if you could uh, put it fairly simply... Tell our listeners what it is that you do. Yeah. I mean, I've loved, absolutely love blending this education component and and entertainment together on stage through these experiential keynotes and uh, delivering talks on things like overcoming adversity, on courage, on purpose, on adapting to change, leadership, things like that, and uh, really driving home the message in a way that's maybe a little more unique than just somebody on stage giving a talk. And so I absolutely love doing that. And uh, as you mentioned in the intro, love then coaching executives and founders of companies and helping them to get the most out of themselves and, uh, you know, achieve some pretty remarkable results. So I've loved doing it for a, for more than a decade now and uh, you know, look forward to continue to do it for many years to come. Well, I think you definitely will do that since you seem to display such a passion for it. 
Uh, you just reminded me of many years ago when I was in education, uh, we uh, experienced, well, we didn't experience, but we talked a lot about what the old school education, you know, we called it chalk and talk. You stand up in front of the blackboard and you write things on the board and you hope you're reaching kids, but chances are you're not. So it sounds to mm -hmm. me like by blending the musical component and the fun, into your presentations, it becomes more experiential and it's more likely to actually not only touch the head, but, you know, uh, to resound on a, on an emotional level, on a heart mm. level. Yeah. It's, you know, the ability to tell stories and that's really what songwriting is and, and performing, a you know, the songs that I do on stage are is it's telling a story. It's a, it's about a certain either point in my life or something that occurred to somebody else and being able to share that story, being able to share other stories uh, in a way that has people feel into that to see themselves in the story allows them to then get the insight from that experience and, you know, maybe think about their lives a little differently or their businesses a little differently, their leadership a little differently. And in doing so allows them to uh, approach how they're solving a certain challenge, maybe again, in a, in a little different light. And I love being able to do that because you can, you know, it's important that the there's theory there and there's practical advice there, there's actionable takeaways there. But if you can, I found anyway, if you can blend that with something that actually has somebody feel something, because at the end of the day, there's got to be enough <laughs> it's going to be enough pain associated to something or enough pleasure to moving towards something else for something to actually create change around anything. Otherwise, why would you do anything differently? If, if everything's okay, then you're just going to stay in the same spot. Whereas if, if there's enough pleasure associated towards something or, gee, I've got to really get out of, out of here because I'm in some serious pain here, uh, that's what has somebody move. And so if, if you can take them on an emotional journey, like I, I really enjoy being able to, both in the coaching and speaking aspect, um, you know, it increases the likelihood that somebody's actually going to do something about it versus it just being, oh, that was really good and nice and entertaining, but, you know, did I really do anything about it? Right. So in other words, if people are basically on a plateau of, you know, it's not good, but it's not bad, it just kind of is, then there's no motivation for them to take change. But if they're in some kind of pain, and that's in marketing, they call that pain points, you know, everybody has pain points. Are you tired yep. of spending money on blah, blah, blah? <laughs> well, here, you know, and then you give some solutions. But yeah, so then through the pain or through, I like that you mentioned the pleasure of taking the next step and maybe moving into a new and different life. And I'd like to talk to you about that a little bit too. Yeah, I think the there's something to, to be said for, even if you're not experiencing something really painful right now, that there's something beautiful about, even though it's not unbearable, I know that there's something more. I know that I'm, I'm capable of something more. There's got to be something even grander for me to experience. And that could be a deeper level of fulfillment. It could be a deeper level of love. It could be a deeper level of success on the business side. It could be a, a, an enhanced version of where you are now. And I've found that if you can move towards that, then you don't have to go through these massive down moments of, oh, you know, my biggest, it's often said that biggest breakthroughs come directly after our biggest breakdowns. And it's often true. I know it definitely has been the case for me. But if we can find these smaller moments where we're tweaking, 
you know, making small changes because it allows us to feel a little better, a little happier, a little more fulfilled, a little more focused, a little more disciplined, a little more inspired, a little more motivated, a little more purposeful, then it's these 1%, 2%, 3% changes that over the course of a year, if you're doing that every single day, yes, you're still going to have to go through some painful situations. But if we can like minimize those, to me, that makes sense. And it allows you then to enjoy the process a lot more of going through the change that you've got to in order to get the outcomes that you actually deep down really want. I think that makes a lot of sense. When you speak of uh, smaller tweaks, you know, that you go through on a daily basis and you think of ways things can improve. One example that I can think of is maybe someone who finally decides that they're going to, they're going to set some boundaries for their boss or their manager because they've been being taken advantage of for way too long. And even if it's small things, you know, like don't drop uh, a deadline on me that's an hour away when you could have given it to me two weeks ago, that kind of thing. Yeah, so that leads to a bit of a happier life. But, mm. you know, sometimes people these days, I think, are thinking about big, much bigger changes and that disconnect that, that many of us have between what we do for a living on a daily basis and who we really believe we are. And it's almost like we're wearing masks, you know, like the uh, in, in drama, you see the happy mask and the sad mask. Mm. And we're almost wearing masks for different parts of our lives instead of being authentic all the time. Now, I read in your biographical material that there was a moment that you had maybe some kind of an epiphany where you realized that things really weren't the way you wanted them. It wasn't a fulfilling life. And you took the radical step of basically selling everything and going off on a journey of adventure and discovery. Could you tell us a little bit about that? That was a wild time, a wild time. Yeah, it, you know, I think I, I had been in business for a number of years, but the way that I was approaching it, it didn't feel sustainable. I felt burnt out. I, I, and uh, there was this moment where I knew I wanted to continue coaching. I knew I wanted to continue speaking. I knew I wanted to continue playing music. And I'd also discovered this love for travel as well. And, and so this sense of curiosity came in there. And this is like something that's incredibly important when you're thinking about what you're going to do next is understanding, well, how is it that I want to feel next first and foremost? And then, and then what is it that I could do that could allow me to experience that at a deeper level? And for me, I remember being in Brisbane, Australia at the time I was visiting my aunt and uncle and had this, this crazy idea of, well, I wonder if there's a, uh, like a piano that I could roll up in my suitcase that I could take with me and, and, you know, travel around the world with. And, and there is, it's like $30 on Amazon or something like that. And, but it's really poor quality. You know, I grew up on a grand piano or at least an upright piano playing like a real piano though, learning. And so to play on a, very suboptimal piano just wasn't going to cut it. So, uh, but the beautiful thing I found about curiosity and creativity is that it feeds on itself. And if you can give it, so, give it enough space to breathe, then the other idea that maybe forms as a result of the first idea that you have that might have been a terrible idea, like it absolutely was with mine, can actually lead to something remarkable. And that's exactly what happened with me a short time later. I thought, oh, I wonder if there's then places around the world that I could stay in that have pianos in them already. And so I worked out how to do an advanced search on, on the, you know, the short-term rental sites uh, through Google and 
found an abundance of places all over the world that had pianos in them. And so it led to then going, well, okay, if I can do that, that was one thing that was holding me back from getting rid of everything. Uh, you know, there were no more excuses, right? I had already set the business up to be virtual where, you know, the coaching side of things was done virtually. Um, and, you know, that came out of my first nephew being born and me coming from Outback Australia and me wanting to be able to go back there to the farm and spend a good two months just being an uncle for the first time. And I got to do that. And that opened me up to see, okay, I know I want to experience that freedom. So if we go back to, if you remember, I mentioned about understanding how you want to feel next is I wanted to feel free. I wanted to feel like I had the freedom to choose where I was going to live. I wanted to have the freedom to be able to experience and explore where I wanted to go and, and not be tied to a specific location. And while that's changed a little now with where I am and I've got a more of a physical location, I still have that freedom aspect built into the travel that I do. And that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't first been curious about, well, I wonder if there's these places that I could stay in around the world. And I ended up play, like writing music in Colombia and, and in Argentina and Mexico and Budapest and Hungary in this 150-year-old grand piano and rehearsing for my talk that I was giving in Rome at the TEDx talk, you know, uh, TEDx in Rome and just these crazy experiences that, uh, that I wouldn't trade for the world. And, and they, they all came, it's crazy to think about this, that all of that came plus so much more that I haven't mentioned here from that first idea of, I wonder if there's a piano that I could roll up in my suitcase. That makes it's me a terrible think idea. <laughs> it's a terrible idea, right? But that, if you can just give yourself the space to create in a way where you don't need to get it right first up, then that's, it could be as simple as the second idea, or it might be the 10th or the 20th or the 50th idea. But if you continue having that sense of curiosity about, I know what I want to experience, then you can go about testing out different things to then see, okay, this wasn't it. <laughs> That's okay. That wasn't it. That's cool. What else could it be? And what else? And what else? And what else? And that curious language and curious tonality is so incredibly important when opening up to a sea of possibility. What often will happen is that if we're based out of fear, then it comes through in our tonality. It comes through in our language. Oh, I, I really don't know what I'm going to do with my life over the, you know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do anymore. You know, maybe you get retrenched, you know, got let off, laid off from your job or decided you're going to go do something else and right, I'm going to go and start something of my own. But then the fear creeps in. If you can instead switch that over and be in a space of curiosity, think about it. Curiosity opens up, fear closes down. That and opening true. up is opening up is to everything that you haven't thought of yet, which is where all the answers to your problems lie. What are some ways that people can open up to curiosity and move away from fear? Mm, it's a great question. And some of those I just mentioned. So to, to lay that out, the curious language and curious tonality are two of the major, major parts. I'll add in there as well is the power of questions. So asking quality, uh, empowering questions. All right, what are all the ways that I could make this happen? Versus if you think about it, can I really do this? It's still a question, but that answer, if you've got some doubts in your mind, if you're basing your decisions on fear, if you're feeling fearful, your answer is going to be, no, you can't do that. 
And guess what your actions are going to be that are going to follow because they're based on what you believe. What tends to happen is our values and our belief systems shape the thoughts that we have on a day-to-day basis. And then those thoughts shape the actions that we take. The actions then determine the results that we get. And so if we can go back down and ask more appropriate, empowering questions that can guide our curiosity. I, this is Hank, I see this as strategically guiding your curiosity. Because curiosity on its own can get you in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Strategically guiding your curiosity because of the wisdom that you've built over years through asking these empowering questions. Okay, what are all the ways that I could solve this? Okay, based on that, which is the most likely for me to be able to get the best outcome here? Okay, based on that, what action am I going to take? And then I take the action and then I'm able to ask some questions again. What worked? What didn't? What am I going to do about that? And then what do I need help with? Those four questions are something that I get clients to use all the time to be able to performance manage, to be able to notice how well they're going themselves as leaders uh, and to make sure that they're staying on track. So curious, I'd say those three things first and foremost, curious language, curious tonality, and then within there, utilizing the power of questions to ensure that you are strategically guiding your curiosity in the direction you actually want it to go versus the way that your fear wants it to go, which is the exact opposite to where you really want. I heard someone say once that a way to push past a certain limitation when you think you can't do something and it fools the subconscious mind, you actually say something like, well, I, I don't know how to do that, but if I did know how to do that, here's what I would do. And then you right start question. making notes about, about the things that you would do if you did know how to do that, and eventually you come to where you do know how to do it. And I think that Absolutely. A, lot, a lot of what you're talking about seems to me like walking the razor's edge. You know, you have to be willing to go out there and, and take those risks in order to get to the next stage of your evolution. You know, in the time we've got, I'm, I'm curious about how you blend your music with, uh, you know, with keynote speeches and with coaching. Could you give us a, a short example of that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I There was a song that I wrote back in 2020, and it was when things had locked down in the world. I was in Boulder in Colorado at the time, and I was, I was contemplating my, you know, I have uh, young nieces and nephews back in Australia. I knew I wasn't going to see them for a period of time. And I was contemplating, right, who are they, who are they going to become? And are they, are they going to experience a life that they love and enjoy and find fulfillment in and the challenges they come up against? And with that, that was definitely me contemplating my own life as well and who I've become. And these, these lyrics in the final chorus go, uh, what have I become? Was it all I really loved? Notice these are all questions coming back from the previous point. Uh, what have I given up and was it worthwhile? Because the reality is that we are in our lives sacrificing certain things. We are giving up things in order to be able to experience something else. And if we're not giving up something, then we are tending to spread ourselves too thin, which means that we don't get the depth of understanding about the specific topics and the skill sets that allow us to then succeed at a, at a greater level. And so I, I have utilized this with my clients, uh, you know, sharing those lyrics within uh, keynote engagements and singing, you know, actually performing the song. And, uh, and I continue to ask myself, those are four key questions that I continue to ask myself over and over again. You know, it's been three years now, because if I'm going to be living the life that I am, I want to be having my hand on my heart over the years that I can answer the question wholeheartedly, yes, it was worthwhile. 
Because if I can do that, that is a truly worthwhile existence. It's a fulfilling existence. And I know also through thinking about this, that if I answer no enough times to that question of was it worthwhile, was what I gave up worthwhile, was what I became worthwhile, then that's a life of regret. And that's a life where I'll look back on in years to come going, I wish I'd done that. You know, I, I, sh- I, should, have, I should have gone in this direction. I, I want to be able to just get to the end of my life and go, that was a wild ride, man. That was a wild ride. You know, in the few minutes we have left, I, I'd like to do two things. Number one is to first tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you. And then if you would be so inclined, play a segment of that on the piano and voice for us. Absolutely. Love to. Uh, so the uh, web address is cameronatlas.com and social handles across things like LinkedIn and Insta and uh, uh, Facebook and YouTube is Cameron Atlas as well. So nice and easy. Uh, you can reach out in that way. So I'd love to hear from you. All right. I will jump over to the piano then and we'll get started. That's beautiful. I appreciate that. And I think our reader, our listeners are really going to enjoy that. That's all we've got time for today. In signing out, I'd like to thank our listeners for being here with us today. And thank you, Cameron, for being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. for the Home Business Success Show here on bizradio.us. Before I go, I want to tell you that there are some great resources available to home business entrepreneurs, including the Home Business Success Community. Contact me to find out more. Just go to bizradio.us, find my picture, and uh, click on it. Remember, you can achieve success, freedom, and independence in your own home business. I've done it. Cameron has done it. And you can, too. We'll see you next week. This is Hank Eater wishing all of you a fabulous day of home business success. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.